back to another Coach's Corner podcast. I'm your host, uh, Cecil McNair. Uh, today, I have the honor of having with me Coach Hayfley, the head uh, football coach at J.P. Terravella High School in Coral Springs. Coach, how you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Thanks for having me on. Man, I can't complain, man. Glad to have you on, man. Glad to have you on, Coach. Just uh, We were just reminiscing a little bit about some, about trying to get back on this field, man, and just all. Uh, uh, so just how how you taking the, the downtime so far right now? Well, you know, this downtime is just keeping me, you know, focused. You know, I'm doing a lot of uh, different Zoom meetings with uh, a group that I call C3 Do 3. You know, we're doing a lot of uh, uh, walk three miles, ride, bike six miles, or we'll jog a mile, you know, with a, with a bunch of group of coaches uh, here in the Broward County area and some guys that's, not local uh as far as the family you know we're catching up on a lot of netflix and 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 stars movies so you know and then some coaches we get together and we do some uh from some fishing as well and and that's one of the things that me and my family my mom we picked up a lot of fishing my son loves it you know and and my girl and and her son loves it so we're doing a lot of fishing in that thing yeah, I think that's I think that's one of the, the, the best parts about this downtime time is you know we, we we often gone a lot of times being head coaches and a lot of hours putting in. So I think this this is the time where we really got back to really connecting with family and doing some things around the house with our children, with our spouses. So uh most definitely, Coach, most definitely understand that hundred percent. Oh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um Coach, give give me some background on where you're from and the journey uh to this point of being a head coach. Uh, my background, you know, I was born and raised in Pompano Beach, Florida. I graduated from Ely High School in 1997, where I played football and basketball. Uh, I went on and to Clemson University on a football scholarship. I graduated with a bachelor's degree in August of 2001. And um, since then, you know, my passion has been coaching. All right. What? What um who were some of the people or coaches that influenced you to go into coaching? Uh my two high school coaches. Uh one is my football coach, Rocky Gillis, who's now the head uh athletic director of Brown BCAA, Brown County Athletic Association. And then also um uh my basketball coach, Wade Edmond, you know, he was very tough on us. Uh he was very uh both of them, you know, I did not have a father figure in my life they were both close um to me as a father and uh i wanted to continue what they did you know for me i want to give that you know give kids that opportunity you know that you know if they don't have a father in their life you know i want to be that father figure that they may have they may look up to and and we have those conversations and and i want to you know pass on the torch to those young men as we go most definitely. Uh, a lot of people don't know we play a, a lot of different roles in the course of a day um, through a, in a kid's life. Uh, we mentors, <laughs> psychologists, <laughs> you know, dads. So uh, that's one thing that I, 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 w- I wish uh, enough people would understand that we do do as coaches on a daily basis. Uh, Coach, tell us about your personal recruitment process, which led you to Clemson University. All right. Um during the summer of my my senior year, uh, me and my friends, Emmanuel Sneed, one of my best friends, and one of my linebackers that I played with, Ricky Peterson, we uh, we went to Clemson University on a football camp, 
Uh, and then we also went to FSU. Um, I like Florida State, uh, but they had no interest in me uh, because, you know, I was a student student athlete and I wasn't the best student. Um, and then that, that opened my eyes to, you know, change the way I view academics. And uh, in 1997, I was an all-Brown County selection in the all-state Florida selection. Uh, I took official visits, unofficial, I'm sorry, I took unofficial visits to UF and UCF. Um, I, I, it was it was very interesting to me. Uh, I had an opportunity to meet uh, Dante Culpepper when he was at UCF. Uh, my parents took me up to UF. Uh, it was just, it, it was a little different lifestyle that uh, my parents wasn't used to. Uh, so uh, I wanted to go to UM, uh, but they was on probation at the time. So I stayed away from them. Uh, they came into our library at Ela High School and, and sat down with me. Uh, then I went on to um, Ohio State on an official visit in December. You know, it was a great opportunity. Got to stay in, you know, the best hotel uh, in the mall, you know, went to the mall, went to a great barbecue place. So it was a great, great experience at, at Ohio State, but it was just cold, you know, and um, – then in January, I went on to Clemson University on an official visit, and it was great. You know, my host, who's still one of my friends to the day, uh, just was with him last April at our Suns Bowl up in Clemson. His name Terry Witherspoon. Uh, it was just a great feel, you know, and uh, I, I, I committed. We had, you know, uh, great times at Clemson. Still remember that, that visit like it was yesterday, uh, and I committed on the spot. Uh, after going to Clem Clemson for an official visit, it just felt like a family atmosphere. It was it was the right fit for me, you know. And, and, and my family, you know, the Elias and the Hayfley family, we are very uh, tight knit family. And I think that you know what Clemson presented, you know, then and what they're presenting even today is a family atmosphere. And it was the best decision I have ever made in my life. You know, and, and, and it was just the right place and the right institution for me. When you speak on uh, the right place and, and the right fit for you, uh, expound on that to, to some of the um, athletes that are going through the recruitment process, because I think that's a thing that's vital that they need to um, when they go on these official and unofficial visits that they need to really take in um the the actual process of how does it feel to you what does it feel are you there um it's not just a number but as you know an actual student athlete so expound on that for me a little bit so when we talk about the right fit uh the first thing you got to make sure is one thing that I, I i took in consideration like i said i had ohio state and i had clemson uh my thing was if, like I say, I had a tight, I have a tight knit family, and if something was to happen to my family tomorrow, would I be able to come back home within a twenty-four hour span, either catch a bus back in those days, or even today, uh, catch a flight? Would I be able to get back home within a twenty-four hour span? So that was one of the biggest things that I took as I needed to know. That would that was a determining factor from Ohio State in. Clemson University. Uh, the second thing is, what is their support staff when it comes to academics? Uh, do they have tutoring? Uh, do they have uh, study hall? 
those things are very vital when it comes to a student athlete because you only have so much time. Uh, one thing a lot of kids going to understand, and I had to understand when I went out to college, is time management. You know, how am I going to be able to structure my time? My recruiting my recruiting coach at the time, uh, he's now with the uh, Dallas Cowboys, you know, maybe with the Oakland Raiders right now, but his name is Rich Passaccia. You know, Rich, when Rich Passaccia came to my house, he had an entire layout from 7 o'clock when I woke up till 10 o'clock when the day when I went to sleep. He had exactly what we would do on a structured time from start to finish. So you got to make sure that you have that structure, you have that support system, you know, and you have that relationship. The third thing, you have to have that relationship with your recruiting coach because when it's all said and done and things are not going the way you may want it to go, you have to fall back on that recruiting coach because, again, just like I stated earlier, he's that father figure that you have when you're 100 miles away or 700 miles away like myself. Most definitely, most definitely. Now, I'm going to ask you about one of the traditions um, at Clemson, man. I, I think it's something that's very um, awesome. I think it gets your blood pumping that you normally see, uh, all the kids see on, on, on a Saturday Saturday afternoon, man. You got to tell me about what the experience is like, the entrance into Memorial Stadium, touching how it's rock and things like that, man, and going down the hill. Like, what is that whole experience like? Um, I could definitely say that it was one thing that I never experienced. You know, when you go on a visit, you know, they tell you about it and, you know, you go and you go through the whole simulation of what it would feel like. But I can remember we talking 23 years ago, my first game against Furman University, uh, getting on the bus driving around the stadium, you know, you got fans pushing on the, on the, on the bus. And I can remember getting off the bus and just looking up on both sides and I'm seeing 80,000 people, you know, screaming, wearing orange, and they just ready for us to hear that cannon go off and us run down that, that hill because it's nothing else at that time. It was nothing else more exciting than running down the hill. And um, my mom continuously do it when she go to the female, uh, the women's clinics that they have. And uh, I think that the second thing that only trumps that is when my son Chase was born. And, you know, seeing him was reminded me of running down, you know, rubbing Howard's Rock and running down the hill. Because, you know, and then, you know, Lois Will, uh, here in the next two years when I get married, you know, that would be the the next, the third, so, so to say, exciting moment of my life. Yeah, most definitely, man. It was definitely. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it's exciting, you know, um, get married and everything. But, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's work, though. But it's exciting. At the <laughs> it's exciting. But, no, nah, um. You spoke about it earlier. How, how has your football program been able to keep in touch uh, with your student athletes over this period of time without 
having real face-to-face um, contact with your players? Like, how, how how have you done that? I know, you know, you said some Zoom things and some different workouts things going on. Any any other things that you do as well? Um, we, we do a couple of different things. Uh, I, I, I would definitely say what we have done, yes, me and the team have consistently did Zoom meetings if it was – if it was with my team, if it was with my coaches, if it was just one-on-one where we had some coaches, did some individual uh, clinics with some high school coaches. We did a lot of uh, Zoom meetings that we did uh, and we're continuing to do. Uh, yesterday, I was on a Zoom meeting with our defensive staff, uh, Coach Long, Coach Keys, Coach Hardy, Coach uh, Smith. Those guys did a phenomenal job. We talking fronts, talking coverages. I uh, had an opportunity to be on with my offensive staff sparingly, and we're going to start back up this week with our uh, position groups and uh, move on to our segment groups as well. We're going to do that, you know, for a piece of hour. Uh, we talk about personal life, family, football. Uh, like, like I say, we talk about fishing. You know, Coach Hardy is one of the guys you can't get him off the fishing creek. Uh, <laughs> Me and my coaches, like I say, often go fishing. Uh, we keep in touch, you know, outside of football, you know, because, you know, and that's what it is. You know, football football team is an extension of your family. Most definitely, Coach. Most definitely. I'm, I'm going to have to get out there and get with y'all on that fishing tip, though. Yes, sir. You'll see us this week. We'll be out there again. Okay, okay. From this, from this past season, what was one positive that you saw in your program that you're going to continue to cultivate um, going into this season? Um, believe, you know, that's one thing that we preach all 2019. We, we preach, believe, believe, believe last year, we were three and five heading into our last two games. Uh, our re- regional seating at the time after week nine was, uh, number 12 at the time. Uh, we needed to win our last two games, you know, to have a chance to make the playoffs. Our kids just believe you know, that we can win our next two games. You know, they was focused, you know, and and before every practice, you know, one thing our kids did, you know, before every practice and game, you know, they they, they showed their faith and by by reciting the Lord's Prayer on a day-to-day basis. Uh, At the end of all that, because of our belief, because of our faith, uh, we made the playoffs um, with .004, you know, and we edged in 19. You know, we made the first round of playoffs 2019. Uh, Lowest will, depending on what goes on with 2020 season, we we hoping on building on to the 2020 season and making the playoffs again. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, one of those one of those games was, was against me. You know, so uh, <laughs> it's all right though. If I got I got to go down, I would rather go down at the child, man. It's all right though. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll, re- we'll read that up again this <laughs> year. <laughs> What was one thing that you saw uh, from the season and plan to change uh, that didn't work out as planned? All right, um, we have a we have a great group of seniors, uh, and I'm gonna touch on those guys later on. But I, you know, the one thing was as a team, we 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 started in January, February, and before we got uh, told that we couldn't continue, uh, our mindset changed. You know, our kids' mindset changed. We had, we had at minimum, we had 50 kids in the weight room. Kids bought in. They were focused. 
uh, our 2021 seniors want to build the build off our previous year from 20, 2019 to 2020. So uh, they vowed that, you know, they want to take practice more serious. And uh, one thing that, you know, I continuously, you know, talk to them through text, you know, and, and one of the things that they always say right now, they can't wait to get back on the field because they're going to show a lot of people, you know, what not only what they're all about, but what the team is all about as well. So, again, the mindset. Yeah, I think that's a big thing, man, especially um going uh, into – uh, the next year, man, mindset has to be something that changes and, and be focused because, once again, it's dealing with the mindset even to, even right now without um, having a spring, without having a lot of the conditioning and things going on. Your mindset still has to be one to work outside of, you know, not having those restrictions, man, to, to be able to come back into 2020 when they do allow us to get back on, uh, to be ready to, to seize the opportunities. So, I definitely understand that. You was getting ready to touch on some of your seniors, Coach. Uh, you could go ahead and touch on some of them, and I'm going to ask you this question uh, after after that. But give me your impact players on offense and defense and, and talk about them a little bit. But you uh, go, ahead, yeah, go ahead and talk about your seniors. It's but real quick, um, when it comes to our seniors, uh, they've just been phenomenal kids, you know, They've been we when we had before before we gave them out a two week span that we gave them off uh, from you know from the last two weeks we gave them off for virtual workouts. Uh, they're hungry to start virtual workouts right now. Um, from an offensive standpoint, we have Mike Vincenani. He is our big play guy, big play receiver. Uh, he's going to be a senior four year player on varsity. Uh, you know he can also play on the defensive side of the ball. Very physical. Uh, very high football IQ. Uh, we also have Chad Evans, our only senior offensive lineman this year. You know, he's not our only returning offensive lineman, but he's our lone senior. And uh, he's going to make a good splash this year. Uh, we also have Dylan Garcia. He's our uh, returning quarterback. He had about 14-plus touchdowns in 2019. And uh, he looking, you know, I text him almost every other Every other day, every other week, I would say, uh, you know, ask him, you know, hey, are you watching this game? Are you watching that game? Just to make sure that he's, you know, still thinking football and keeping up in the right frame of mind. Uh, when, I, when it comes to our defense, we have two stout linebackers in the middle, Mark Trania and Aaron, Aaron Logisti. You know, Mark is a very physical run stopper, and uh, Aaron Logisti is a playmaker. He led the team before he got injured last year. Uh, he led the team in tackles, and uh, he's looking to prove a lot of people wrong this year. Uh, again, you didn't see him. He didn't. He didn't make it to that last game of the season. But I promise you, you understand who he is this year. When you know when you see him, he might be in a different number, but he'll be ready to rock and roll. Um, we have our two playmakers on the back end, uh, Brandon Baugh and Javon Pickett. You know they're they're going to lead our secondary. Um, we, they they played. Uh, Bob played since his sophomore year. And like same thing with Mark Aaron. They've been playing since their sophomore year. So they'll be three year, three year varsity players. And also Javon Pickett will also be a three year varsity player this year as well. But uh I, I would be remiss and, and if I never talked about this for, you know, I'm I'm gonna give them their first name and they haven't even got this name yet. But I've been talking to them about it. But uh we got four fearsome. Front four defensive linemen, 
All four of them played last year. And uh, Gary Duracell, Todd Jarrett, Damian Pierre, and Javon Hans. Trust me, you know, those four guys in the front four, they're going to wreck a lot of havoc. You know, so I feel for a lot of offensive lines because those guys are ready to prove, prove a point. So uh, those are our seniors. You know, we have a lot more, you know, senior senior group. But uh, those are the ones that right now um, we have a we have a running back that a lot of people haven't heard about, Javion Mortimer. You know, he's, he's a guy that he can play receiver. He can play running back. You know, he's, he can play a lot of different positions. You know, and uh, we're we going to, you know, we got one of our dark horses, kid named Caleb. He's going to be playing cornerback for us. Uh, Coach Long, I asked Coach Long, uh, uh, who's the guy, you know, that he's ready to look forward to seeing this year play. And he said he, he, he can't wait to see Caleb play because, you know, Caleb is that guy that he's ready to see make some great things happen. So we got a lot of great seniors, you know, and it's, it's a lot more that I can name, but, you know, only time permits. But with that being said, these are the guys that I'm going to highlight right now, and the rest of them, they'll show up and they'll show out. Yeah, most definitely, man. I'm I'm anxious to see you, man. I'm anxious to see you know <laughs> the uh you know the 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 nuances of uh JP Terravella, man. But um, most definitely, uh, gonna, I'm gonna definitely be on the lookout for those boys. You know, I got yes, to. Sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Give me your top three defensive th- defensive backs of all time. Don't matter uh, if it's college. Don't matter if it's pro. Whatever. So you say top three of all time. Yeah. Your top three, yeah. Your now, top. Now, the question is: are, are we talking college? Are we talking? Are we talking college? Are we talking NFL? Okay, I I do one better. I will spit it up for you. Give me three out of college and three out of out of NFL. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not in no order. I'm gonna say nah, that. not in no order. Yeah, I'm not gonna go in no order. You say safeties in the, in in in. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. College, I'm okay. gonna say. You know you got to put Ed Reed there. Yeah. You know you got to put. Um, now a lot of people. This is one of my great. I don't say great friends, but one of my great associates. You know, every time we see each other, we supposed to play the spring game together. Um, Derek Gibson. You know, a lot of people really sleep sleep on Derek Gibson, but Derek Gibson would be one, and. Um, you know, I put myself up there too, but I ain't no, I ain't no say that. You know, it depends <laughs> on the situation. But um, I'm gonna take myself out the equation, um, and 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 I would say safety. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna give a code because I know if I say one, the other one gonna go off on me. But um, my two guys who I played next to, one named uh, Robert Coswell. Uh, and the other one is uh, Antoine Edwards. You know, those guys was great. You know, they, they taught me a lot of things, you know, and uh, it, it was just a lot of guys that we that we played against. Now, NFL-wise, um, I'm going to just go old school, and I'm going to just say yeah. I'm going to give you two that I that I really, really love. Okay. The first one is, is a dark horse that I really love is Steve Atwater. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, if you if you really watch football in the in the eighties and the nineties, you know Steve Atwater was one of the most fearsome safeties that you would not want to see. 
Um, so you know, if we if 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 in the eighties and nineties they had a targeting rule, he oh, wouldn't yeah. play, he wouldn't play half of the games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because of that situation alone. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the guy that I always looked up to is um I was big, you know, was running lot. I was a big running lot fan. I was a huge running lot fan. You know, number 42 for the 49ers, you know, and, and I really, I'm not a 49ers fan, but, you know, during those 80s and those 90s, you know, running lot was my guy, 42. Uh, I love the 49ers. He did it all. You know, he was, a, he was he intercepted the ball, he sacks, you know, he made tackles, you know, he, and he was a leader. So it's a lot of different things, you know, I, like I tell my safeties, I look at my safeties as the quarterback of the defense. A lot of people may say you're a linebacker, but I want the safety because he's going to see everything and he'll be able to get everybody in, in, in the right position. You know, and that was something that I prided myself in, you know, getting everybody in the right position, you know, and going from there. Yeah, I'm most definitely with you about the safeties. Uh, that's, what, that's, that's what I end up playing um, high school and college. Definitely um, a position where, you are the quarterback because you gotta know you gotta know everything. You gotta know the strengths. You gotta know the weakness. You gotta know where to fit in on the run game. You gotta know. So uh, to me, it's definitely one of the more um, integral positions to play because yes, of all of those dynamics and covering down. You might have to cover man to man. Now you in a deep half. So I just think I think that safety is a, is a is a very uh, underrated position. I don't think most people give it a whole lot of credit. Um, Correct. But definitely, but definitely, it's a very integral part into that. Exactly. So, with that, so with that being said, give me your um top three attributes a defensive back should have. Um, number one is you should have good footwork. You know, um, one one thing I talked to, you know, and I call him the DB doctor, uh, Coach Miles at uh, he's now at. Uh, up in uh, Virginia, coaching the college D1 school up there. And, you know, we always talk about, you know, good footwork. You know, can he move? Is his feet in the right position, you know, when it comes to making a tackle, when it comes to press coverage, when it comes to making an interception? Where's his feet? You know, that's the number one thing that all college coaches look for in a defensive back. Uh, when it comes to number two, the second thing is his ball skills, all right? Is, can he judge the ball right? You know, when he's out of phase, when he's in phase, you know, DBs, when you're out of phase and you can't, your hand can't touch that, that, that receiver's shoulder or hips, you're out of phase. So you, ain't, you don't have no reason to look back. However, but when you're in phase, you can touch his body some kind of way, shoulders, hips. You now – can you adjust your eyes and make a play on the ball? So, again, number two is ball skills. And then, like you said earlier, you know, number three is the knowledge of the offense. You know, when I look out, and that's one of the things that I've been been uh, learning and understanding, when I look out, you know, as a, as a defensive player, when it's time for me to defend the formation, I also want to look at the formation. I want to see, okay, what formation they lined up in. And I, my kids think I'm crazy, you know, and, and I'm going to use Mark Trainer as an example, my Mike linebacker. When, when I come in on Sunday, Sunday, Monday with the scouting report, and they be like, you know, I tell them, hey, 
if this guy lined up here, you know, the H-back lined up strong, they're going to do these two plays. If the H-back lined up weak, they're going to do these two plays. They think I'm crazy. So we go in and watch film on Tuesday, and and, and now they start seeing, when I put on that, that video, they start seeing, whoa, whoa, whoa. What he said was telling the truth. You know, the tendencies, you have to know the knowledge of the offense. So if you know the knowledge of the offense, you'll pick up easy and quick, and you'll get a better better understanding of what they're doing so you can be a better football player from from a defensive back perspective. Yeah, most definitely. I think that's something else, man. Uh most most of the young the young group don't know too much about, man. It's just that film, man. That film is is very critical, man, especially from a defensive but just period. But that film tells you so much and I think, you know, us as coaches really got to dive into that with our guys because that's something that the college game harps on is, is making sure they understand who they're going against, um, the tendencies and things like that. So uh, definitely for me, I'm a, I'm a film guy. My kids will tell you we might not get out the first quarter on, mm-hmm. on, on certain things just because, you know, I'm trying to get them to understand what I'm seeing. And um, putting that in them early um, allows them to go into college with that mindset of, of being that film junkie. So when they get out on the field, they're able to respond because fifty percent is already done. Correct. Uh, so, so definitely, man. But now, now we get into this little this little coach's pick, man. So I got about four questions for you. Uh, you could just pick one. Some of them are gonna uh, have to you gonna have to elaborate on a little bit. But oh, here we go. Zone of man. I know you're a DB. You know most DBs. Prefer one over the other. Not that we can't do both, but we just prefer one over the other. So, which one is it for you, Zona Man? All right. Well, I think that's a great question, and um, I had an opportunity. He's Mendenhall, Bronco Mendenhall. I think is his name. And Bronco, I had an opportunity. I go to Nike Clinic with my staff every year um, that I've been coaching. You know, wherever I'm at, we go to as a staff every year. And Bronco Mendenhall, I heard him speak about four, maybe five years ago. And Bronco Mendenhall, that's now he was at he was at BYU at the time, but now he's at Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing he said was, "You have to be good at one or the other, one or the other." So I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm gonna let you know from my perspective. It depends on what your players can do. What the abilities of your players? If I'm at, um, if I'm at a, a school where I have a bunch of athletes and they can run and they're physical, then I may play a lot of man. However, if I'm at a school where where I don't have a lot of athletes, I might have one athlete and about two or three DBs that's average. Then we're gonna play a lot of zone. So if I had to answer your question. I'm gonna I'm gonna go zone because I'm, I may line up in one position, but then on the snap of the ball, you're getting something totally different that you get, that your quarterback, not your offensive coordinator, but your quarterback never thought that he would get. So I would say, me personally, I'll be zone. However, even zone teams have to play man in the red zone. Yeah. You know, what I'm inside the ten, you can you can't play. You can. You know, which I do have some goal line packages that we 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 have dabbed with, you know, but you can play zone inside the five in a ten personnel. But at the same time, 
I, I, I would definitely say me personally, especially now over this Zoom call, you know, in the last two to three weeks, you know, to a month, now I done, I done got at least two coverages from <laughs> a lot of college coaches, and I'm talking Zoom, that, that you're going to see, you know, in the 2020 and beyond season. So I'm going to say Zoom. I'm a Zoom guy. All right, all right. Favorite number? Um, my favorite number is I'm going to stick with my heart and I'm going to say 40. And the reason why is because it goes back to, you know, I, and I tell my players this and kids these days, they don't get it. You know, you know, that old adage is, you know, you make the number. The number don't make you. You know, and um, when I when I went to Clemson, you know, I, wore, I I was at Ely and I wore number three. I wore number nine, number three, number five in basketball. So I was always a single digit guy. Um, but when I got to Clemson, you know, number forty was my um, my like I said earlier, Richard Versace. He was a running back in college, and. Uh, I never knew why when I first got to Clemson, I'm like, number 40? What is number 40? I don't even wear it. But then he was like, he was like, all right. So he showed me a tattoo that he had on his leg. And it was a tattoo of him when he was playing high school. Excuse me, when he was playing college football, he was number 40. And he felt that because I signed and, you know, he, he, he gave me his number. And it just stuck with me because – this was a guy that brought me from Pompano Beach, Florida, all the way to 650 miles north to Clemson, South Carolina, you know, to better my lifestyle. And I'm forever indebted to him. So, you know, I can't go against number 40. You know, and I even kids that, you know, at Terravello or other places, when they wear number 40, you know, I tell them it's because, you know, you you you, you got a piece of me, you know, and that's what I tell them. So number 40 is that, that favorite number. Least favorite school to play against in college? Um, here's the question. Now, no, 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 not here's the question, but here's the here's the answer to that question. See, a lot of people may say Florida State during my time, mm -hmm. you know, and I would be I would be honest with you. Um, it wasn't Florida State, you know. I I really love playing Florida State. We got our head beat in a couple of times playing Florida State. It's cool, you know. Dope Campbell. Besides uh, Clemson University, Doak Campbell Stadium is real deal. You know, I, my senior year, I had an opportunity to be a um, a captain versus Florida State. You know, and I sat there and I watched. You know, Renegade ran. You know, and he, you know, put that spear in this in the field. It's nothing else like that ever. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they compete very well with the running down the hill. But I would say. Um, the teams that have wing T, I hated playing against Wofford. We we played Wofford at least three times. I hated playing Wofford. I hated playing the Citadel. You know, so any team, you know, uh, Georgia Tech wasn't that team doing when I played. It was a pro style team. You know, they just recently went went out of the wing T. But I would say any team, I just hated playing against wing T. Even I'm be honest with you. I really don't like scheduling high school teams that that, that got wing T. If you're a wing T school, I don't want to play. You know, <laughs> I, I I I just know how my psyche was, and it was just, 
You know, I know some teams run it. You know, it's just it's just boring football. You know, I want to see the ball thrown. So any team that was wing T, the Citadel, Wofford, uh, maybe one other school, but those schools, wing T's, you know, I didn't want to face those type of teams because, it, it, you know, I I want to defend the ball. I want to show my skills. You know, I, I everybody know you can tackle, you know what I'm saying, but I want to be able to play the ball. Okay. Who was the best wide receiver you played against in college and what made him tough to play against? All right. If you don't mind, I'm going to say three of them. Go ahead. I'm going to say three of them. And I'm going to start with number three. I'm going to start with number three. All right. Number three was a guy um, named Tory Hope. Oh, yeah. NC State. Um, he was phenomenal, phenomenal receiver. He ran the best dig route you could ever see. If he was on top of the numbers, he was running the dig route. It wasn't no other question. He was on the numbers or on the bottom, he was running something totally different. Slant, goal, whatever, whatever. But he was on the top, 80% chance he ran the dig. But he was just that guy that you seen him and you be like, man, this dude don't look like he can play football. But when he scrapped it up, when he when that when that ball was snapped, he played football. And that was the guy. That, that's number three, Toy Hope, uh, from NC State. Number two is um, one of the shiftiest and fast guys. He was an all um, all ACC guy we played. Um, is Kelly Campbell? He played for Georgia Tech. You know, a lot of people don't re really remember him because he was uh, on the smaller end. You know, he just ran great routes. Um, I, he was the only only receiver that scored on me and it was one tight end that scored on me so i've been scored on in my four years of college only been scored on twice and kelly campbell he run a mean post, you know corner post, i mean excuse me he runs a mean post corner you know if you ain't on it he gonna get you on that post corner you know he got me one time you know kelly campbell so that that's but at the end of the day the number one guy you know, I think I, me personally, people can say what they want to say about different, different people being the best college football player ever. But I think I had an opportunity to play against him not only in high school, but in college. And not only was he great as a quarterback in high school, but he was an even better receiver in college for Florida State, and that's Peter Ward. You know, what I'm saying when I say do it all, you know, if it's running reverses, if it's reverse pass, if it's catching a screen, if it's catching a hitch, if it's kickoff return, punt return, I mean, he did he did it all. You know what I'm saying? And and not only did he do it all, he did it he did the he did it best against all of the better competition. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we we were above average, you know, during that time, you know, at Clemson, but you know, Florida State was the team to beat, and he was the main reason why. You know what I'm saying? He just, he just. When you hear Peter Ward, if you don't know who Peter Ward is, you ain't a real football player. Yeah, yeah, you gotta know who Peter <laughs> is, man. That's that's <laughs> that's somebody you gotta look at, especially from a a receiver and or a DB, because man, Pete Ward used to be able to do everything, man. everything, in and out of breaks. It's it's crazy. Yes, sir. But uh, man, coach. We'll give you this parting shot, man. Anything you want to say, uh, you can go ahead and say it now, man. 
before we get on off and, and, and tell everybody good night. So you got your parting shot. Hey, well, first of all, I just want to appreciate you and thank you for giving me the opportunity to, uh, you know, get onto your platform and, you know, and let the, let the football world know who I am and who JP Terravella is. You know, Terravella has a great, great, great administration from our principal, Ms. Diarmas, Mr. Weaver, our athletic director, Coach Stein. Um, we have a phenomenal quarterback club. You know, everything that we do as a football team, you know, in the organization and my program that I try to instill, it can't be done without our phenomenal quarterback club. Uh, our great parents that we have, Terry Vela, you know, our football players, you know, you know, we one thing we always preach in our program, you know, is 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 athlete first. Excuse me, is 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 student first. I'm sorry, student first, athlete second. Student first, athlete second, and, and all my players know that, you know, and, and and we try to make sure that you know they understand that. Um, our, uh, you know, I, I I'd be remiss, you know, my 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 ex my my half, my other my other half, you know, Dana, you know, we we phenomenal phenomenal woman, you know, we have two sons, Chase and Seven, you know, they do they they great students, great young men, and we continue to you know keep them going in this midst of all this pandemic and all these crazy things that's going on. Um, shout out to my, my group of guys, C3 do three, you know, they keep me going, making sure that, um, I'm, I'm getting my exercise in, you know, with the bike doing six, six miles, uh, uh, big shout out to all my coaches, uh, coach long coach, coach Smith, coach Pinkney, coach Hardy, coach keys, coach, no coach, Shoots, Coach Young, Coach Bluestein, Bluestein. I'm sorry, Bluestein. One of our new guys, Coach Dear Don. Um, you know, phenomenal. You know, I, I, JP Terravella football can't be what it is without all the people that I just named. You know, my family. I got a sister. She want to be my uh, 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 linebacker coach. I never hire her. You know, <laughs> Miss T. Everybody call her Miss T. She know. More football than I do, but um, you know, I, I I just you know, and I and I appreciate the BCAA and everything that they're doing, you know, with what what we got going on in this pandemic. But um, it, it's it's just a phenomenal group of people that I'm associated with, and I just want to continue to be a part of their lives. You know, each and every one of my players, you know, they gonna get on me for not shouting out their name, but sorry, son, it can't be done. But uh, other than that, man, I appreciate you again. You know, thank you for everything. And uh, appreciate you. God bless. Well, man, I appreciate you for coming on and just, you know, wrapping the taste with us on uh, Coach's Corner Podcast, man. Most definitely in Georgia. We're definitely going to have to have you back, man. Uh, 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 sooner than later, we I'm probably try to do something where we get a couple of coaches on. We talk about some different things, different issues going on. But uh, definitely going to have you back, man. Like I say, man, J.P. Terravella. Uh, once again, it's gonna all it's gonna be in the mix uh, for another playoff run this year, man. And just just glad to see you doing good things up in our uh, core Springs, man. And thank you for coming on, man. Once again, this is Coach Corner Podcast signing off. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell. Make sure you like and get your notifications. Once again, we're signing off. We we'll see you next Monday. Yeah. Appreciate you.